Section 29 of The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 6. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Natalie Gray. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 6, by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton. Section 29. When it was the six hundred and fifteenth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when the servants of the treasure beat Judar and cast him out, and the horrid doors closed of themselves, whilst the river waters returned to their bed, Abd al Samad the Maghrabi took Judar up in haste and repeated conjurations over him till he came to his senses but still dazed as with drink, when he asked him, What hast thou done, O wretch? Answered Judar, O my brother, I undid all the opposing enchantments, till I came to my mother, and there befell, between her and myself, a long contention. But I made her doff her clothes, O my brother, till but her trousers remained upon her, and she said to me, Do not dishonor me, for to discover one's shame is forbidden. So I left her her trousers out of pity, and behold, she cried out and said, He hath made default, beat him. Whereupon there came out upon me folk, whence I know not, and funding me with a belaboring which was a sister of death, thrust me forth. Nor do I know what befell me after this. Quoth the Moor, Did I not warn thee not to swerve from my directions? Verily thou hast injured me, and hast injured thyself. For if thou hadst made her take off her petticoat trousers, we had won to our wish. But now thou must abide with me till this day next year. Then he cried out to the two slaves, who struck the tent forthright and loaded it on the beasts. Then they were absent a while, and presently returned with the two mules, and the twain mounted and rode back to the city of Fez where Judar tarried with the Maghrabi, eating well and drinking well, and donning a grand dress every day till the year was ended and the anniversary day dawned. Then the Moor said to him, Come with me, for this is the appointed day. And Judar said, Tis well. So the Maghrabi carried him without the city, where they found the two slaves with the mules, and rode on till they reached the river. Here the slaves pitched the tent and furnished it, and the moor brought forth the tray of food, and they ate the morning meal, after which Abd al-Samad brought out the wand and the tablets as before, and kindling the fire in the chafing-dish, made ready the incense. Then said he, O Judar, I wish to renew my charge to thee. O my lord the pilgrim, replied he, if I have forgotten the bastinado, I have forgotten the injunctions. Asked the Moor, Dost thou indeed remember them? And he answered, Yes. Quoth the Moor, Keep thy wits, and think not that the woman is thy very mother. Nay, she is but an enchantment in her semblance, whose purpose is to find thee defaulting. Thou camest off alive the first time. But, and thou trip this time, they will slay thee. Quoth Judar, 
If I slip this time, I deserve to be burnt of them. Then Abd al-Samad cast the perfumes into the fire and recited the conjurations till the river dried up, whereupon Judar descended and knocked. The door opened and he entered and undid the several enchantments till he came to the seventh door and the semblance of his mother appeared before him, saying, Welcome, O my son. But he said to her, How am I thy son, O accursed? Strip! And she began to wheedle him and put off garment after garment, till only her trousers remained. And he said to her, Strip, O accursed! So she put off her trousers and became a body without a soul. Then he entered the hall of the treasures, where he saw gold lying in heaps, but paid no heed to it, and passed on to the closet at the upper end, where he saw the enchanter al Shamardal lying on a couch of gold, baldricked with the sword, with the ring on his finger, the coal file on his breast, and the celestial planisphere hanging over his head. So he loosed the sword, and taking the ring, the coal file, and the planisphere, went forth, when behold a band of music sounded for him, and the servants of the treasure cried out, saying, Mayest thou be assained with that thou hast gained, O Judar? Nor did the music leave sounding, till he came forth of the treasure to the Maghrabi, who gave up his conjurations and fumigations, and rose up and embraced him and saluted him. Then Judar made over to him the four hoarded talismans, and he took them and cried out to the slaves who carried away the tent and brought the mules. So they mounted and returned to Fez city, where the moor fetched the saddle-bags and brought forth dish after dish of meat, till the tray was full, and said, O oh, my brother, O oh, Judar, eat! So he ate till he was satisfied, when the moor emptied what remained of the meats and other dishes, and returned the empty platters to the saddle-bags. Then quoth he, O oh, Judar, thou hast left home and native land on our account and thou hast accomplished our dearest desire, wherefore thou hast a right to require a reward of us. Ask therefore what thou wilt, it is Almighty Allah who giveth unto thee by our means. Ask thy will, and be not ashamed, for thou art deserving. O my Lord, quoth Judar, I ask first of Allah the Most High, and then of thee, that thou give me yonder saddle-bags. So the Maghrabi called for them, and gave them to him, saying, Take them, for they are thy due, and if thou hadst asked of me aught else instead, I had given it to thee. Eat from them, thou and thy family. But, my poor fellow, these will not profit thee, save by way of Provence, and thou hast wearied thyself with us, and we promise to send thee home rejoicing. So we will join to these other saddle-bags full of gold and gems, and forward thee back to thy native land, where thou shalt become a gentleman and a merchant, and clothe thyself and thy family. Nor shalt thou want ready money for thine expenditure. And know that the manner of using our gift is on this wise. Put thy hand therein, and say, O servant of these saddle-bags, 
i conjure thee by virtue of the mighty names which have power over thee bring me such a dish and he will bring thee whatsoever thou askest though thou shouldst call for a thousand different dishes a day so saying he filled him a second pair of saddle-bags half with gold and half with gems and precious stones and sending for a slave and a mule said to him mount this mule and the slave shall go before thee and show thee the way till thou come to the door of thy house where do thou take the two pair of saddle-bags and give him the mule that he may bring it back but admit none into thy secret and so we commend thee to allah may the almighty increase thy good replied judar and laying the two pairs of saddle-bags on the mule's back mounted and set forth the slave went on before him and the mule followed him all that day and night and on the morrow he entered cairo by the gate of victory where he saw his mother seated saying alms for the love of allah at this sight he well-nigh lost his wits and alighting threw himself upon her and when she saw him she wept then he mounted her on the mule and walked by her stirrup till they came to the house where he set her down and taking the saddle-bags left the she-mule to the slave who led her away and returned with her to his master for that both slave and mule were devils as for judar it was grievous to him that his mother should beg so when they were in the house he asked her o my mother are my brothers well and she answered they are both well quoth he why dost thou beg by the wayside quoth she because i am hungry o my son and he before i went away i gave thee an hundred dinars one day the like the next and a thousand on the day of my departure o my son they cheated me and took the money from me saying we will buy goods with it then they drove me away and i fell to begging by the wayside for stress of hunger o my mother no harm shall befall thee now i am come so have no concern for these saddle-bags are full of gold and gems and good aboundeth with me verily thou art blessed o my son allah accept of thee and increase thee of his bounties go o my son fetch us some victual for i slept not last night for excess of hunger having gone to bed supperless welcome to thee o my mother call for what thou wilt to eat and i will set it before thee this moment for i have no occasion to buy from the market nor need i any to cook o my son i see not with thee i have with me in these saddle-bags all manner of meats o my son whatever is ready will serve to stay hunger true when there is no choice men are content with the smallest thing but where there is plenty they like to eat what is good and i have abundance so call for what thou hast a mind to o my son give me some hot bread and a slice of cheese o my mother this befitteth not thy condition then give me to eat of that which besitteth my case for thou knowest it o my mother rejoined he what suit thine estate are browned meat and roast chicken and peppered rice and it becometh thy rank to eat of sausages and stuffed cucumbers and stuffed lamb and stuffed ribs of mutton and vermicelli with broken almonds and nuts 
and honey and sugar and fritters and almond cakes but she thought he was laughing at her and making mock of her so she said to him yow yow what is come to thee dost thou dream or art thou daft asked he why deemest thou that i am mad and she answered because thou namest to me all manner rich dishes who can avail unto their price and who knoweth how to dress them quoth he by my life thou shalt eat of all that i have named to thee and that at once and quoth she i see nothing and he bring me the saddle-bags so she fetched them and feeling them found them empty however she laid them before him and he thrust in his hand and pulled out dish after dish till he had set before her all he had named whereupon asked she o oh my son the saddle-bags are small and moreover they were empty yet hast thou taken thereout all these dishes where then were they all and he answered o oh my mother know that these saddle-bags which the moor gave me are enchanted and they have a servant whom if one desire aught he hath but to adjure by the names which command him saying o servant of these saddle-bags bring me such a dish and he will bring it quoth his mother and may i put out my hand and ask of him quoth he do so so she stretched out her hand and said o servant of the saddle-bags by the virtue of the names which command thee bring me stuffed ribs then she thrust in her hand and found a dish containing delicate stuffed ribs of lamb so she took it out and called for bread and what else she had a mind to after which judar said to her o my mother when thou hast made an end of eating empty what is left of the food into dishes other than these and restore the empty platters to the saddle-bags carefully so she arose and laid them up in a safe place and look o mother mine that thou keep this secret added he and whenever thou hast a mind to aught take it forth of the saddle-bags and give alms and feed my brothers whether i be present or absent then he fell to eating with her and behold while they were thus occupied in came his two brothers whom a son of the quarter had apprised of his return saying your brother is come back riding on a she-mule with a slave before him and wearing a dress that hath not its like so they said to each other would to heaven we had not evilly entreated our mother there is no hope but that she will surely tell him how he did by her and then oh our disgrace with him but one of the twain said our mother is soft-hearted and if she tell him our brother is yet tenderer over us than she and given we excuse ourselves to him he will accept our excuse so they went in to him and he rose to them and saluting them with the friendliest salutation bade them sit down and eat so they ate till they were satisfied for they were weak with hunger after which judar said to them o my brothers take what is left and distribute it to the poor and needy o brother replied they let us keep it to sup withal but he answered when supper-time cometh ye shall have more than this so they took the rest of the victual and going out gave it to every poor man who passed by them saying take and eat till nothing was left then they brought back the dishes and judar said to his mother put them in the saddle-bags 
and Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say. When it was the six hundred and sixteenth night, she continued, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that Judar, when his brethren had finished their under meal, said to his mother, Put back the platters in the saddlebags. And when it was eventide, he entered the saloon and took forth of the saddlebags a table of forty dishes, after which he went up to the upper room, and sitting down between his brothers, said to his mother, Bring the supper. So she went down to the saloon, and finding there the dishes ready, laid the tray and brought up the forty dishes, one after other. Then they ate the evening meal, and when they had done, Judar said to his brothers, Take and feed the poor and needy. So they took what was left and gave alms thereof, and presently he brought forth to them sweetmeats, whereof they ate, and what was left he bade them give to the neighbors. On the morrow they break their fast after the same fashion, and thus they fared ten days, at the end of which time, quoth Salim to Salim, How cometh it that our brother setteth before us a banquet in the morning, a banquet at noon, and a banquet at sundown, besides sweetmeats late at night, and all that is left he giveth to the poor? Verily this is the fashion of sultans yet we never see him by aught, and he hath neither kitchener nor kitchen, nor doth he light a fire. Whence hath he this great plenty? Hast thou not a mind to discover the cause of all this? Quoth Salim, By Allah I know not, but knowest thou any who will tell us the truth of the case? Quoth Salim, None will tell us save our mother. So they laid a plot, and repairing to their mother one day, in their brother's absence, said to her, O oh, our mother, we are hungry. Replied she, Rejoice, for ye shall presently be satisfied. And going into the saloon, sought of the servant of the saddlebags hot meats, which she took out and set before her sons. O oh, our mother, cried they, this meat is hot, yet hast thou not cooked neither kindled a fire. Quoth she, It cometh from the saddlebags. And quoth they, What manner of thing be these saddlebags? She answered, They are enchanted, and the required is produced by the charm. She then told her sons their virtue, enjoining them to secrecy. Said they, The secret shall be kept, O our mother, but teach us the manner of this. So she taught them the fashion thereof, and they fell to putting their hands into the saddlebags and taking forth whatever they had a mind to. But Judar knew not of this. Then quoth Salim privily to Salim, O oh, my brother, how long shall we abide with Judar servant-wise and eat of his alms? Shall we not contrive to get the saddlebags from him and make off with them? And how shall we make shift to do this? We will sell him to the galleys. How shall we do that? We too will go to the Reyes, the chief captain of the Sea of Suez, and bid him to an entertainment with two of his company. What I say to Judar do thou confirm, and at the end of the night I will show thee what I will do. So they agreed upon the sale of their brother, and going to the captain's quarters said to him, O Reyes, we have come to thee on an errand that will please thee. Good, answered he and they continued, We two are brethren, and we have a third brother, 
a lewd fellow and good for nothing. When our father died, he left us some money which we shared amongst us, and he took his part of the inheritance and wasted it in frowardness and debauchery till he was reduced to poverty, when he came upon us and cited us before the magistrates, avouching that we had taken his good and that of his father, and we disputed the matter before the judges and lost the money. Then he waited a while and attacked us a second time until he brought us to beggary. Nor will he desist from us, and we are utterly weary of him, wherefore we would have thee buy him of us. Quoth the captain, Can ye cast about with him and bring him to me here? If so, I will pack him off to sea forthright. Quoth they, We cannot manage to bring him here, but be thou our guest this night, and bring with thee two of thy men, not one more, and when he is asleep we will aid one another to fall upon him, we five, and seize and gag him. Then shalt thou carry him forth the house, under cover of the night, and after do thou with him as thou wilt. Rejoined the captain, With all my heart, will ye sell him for forty dinars? And they, Yes, come after nightfall to such a street, by such a mosque, and thou shalt find one of us awaiting thee. And he replied, Now be off. Then they repaired to Judar, and waited a while, after which Salim went up to him and kissed his hand. Quoth Judar, What ails thee, O my brother? And he made answer, saying, Know that I have a friend, who hath many a time bidden me to his house in thine absence, and hath ever hospitably entreated me, and I owe him a thousand kindnesses, as my brother here wotteth. I met him to-day, and he invited me to his house, but I said to him, I cannot leave my brother Judar. Quoth he, Bring him with thee, and quoth I, He will not consent to that, but if ye will be my guests, thou and thy brothers, for his brothers were sitting with him, and I invited them, thinking that they would refuse. But he accepted my invitation for all of them, saying, Look for me at the gate of the little mosque, and I will come to thee, I and my brothers. And now I fear they will come and am ashamed before thee. So wilt thou hearten my heart and entertain them this night, for thy good is abundant, O my brother? Or if thou consent not, give me leave to take them into the neighbors' houses. Replied Judar, Why shouldst thou carry them into the neighbors' houses? Is our house then so straight? Or have we not wherewith to give them supper? Shame on thee to consult me. Thou hast but to call for whatever thou needest, and have rich viands and sweetmeats to spare. Whenever thou bringest home folk in my absence, ask thy mother, and she will set before thee victual more than enough. Go and fetch them. Blessings have descended upon us through such guests. So Salim kissed his hand, and going forth, sat at the gate of the little mosque till after sundown, when the captain and his men came up to him, and he carried them to the house. When Judar saw them, he bade them welcome, and seated them, and made friends of them, knowing not what the future had in store for him at their hands. Then he called to his mother for supper, and she fell to taking dishes out of the saddle-bags, whilst he said, Bring such and such meats, till she had set forty different dishes before them. They ate their sufficiency, and the tray was taken away, the sailors thinking the while that this liberal entertainment came from Salim. When a third part of the night was passed, Judar set sweetmeats before them, and Salim served them, whilst his two brothers sat with the guests till they sought to sleep. 
accordingly judar lay down and the others with him who waited till he was asleep when they fell upon him together and gagging and pinioning him before he was awake carried him forth of the house under cover of the night and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say end of section 29 recording by natalie gray www.voicebynatalie.com